no man. <laughs> but it's all right. All right, we will get started this evening. Um, we want to go, Lord, in prayer. Remembering all those on our prayer request list, um, lifting them up in prayer. Uh, we had a lot of add-ons to our prayer request list. If you didn't get one of those, uh, uh, Barbara and, and Doyle, these are neighbors of Sister Barbara and Brother Don, are travelers, Sister Donna Faye's nephew, uh, Camps, Don Thurman. Uh, Sister Joanne is going to uh, Little Rock, uh, my brother-in-law's sister, uh, she's got to go home from the hospital. Uh, sister Cheryl, Brother Keith, uh, Noblin, uh, Sister Kenya's family, Savannah Dunaway, Teresa Gibbons, Sister Sandy, Brother Johnny, uh, and then also, uh, I think it's there. Uh, of course, our lost loved ones, our shut-ins, and so remember them, Sister Mary Jane, Brother Junior. In uh, our prayer request list that are there, uh, we have uh, Sister Nim, Brother Sue Paul, Brother Mike, Sister Rhonda Collins, Sister Donna Fay, Brother Don, Sister Donna Arnold, uh, Sister Mary Real, Sister Rhonda Robbins, uh, Michelle Gibson, uh, Roy Campbell, uh, Tammy Duke, Reba Barnes' brother Wendell, Timothy and Kathy King, uh, Alex, Brenda Walls, Debbie Henderson, Brother Danny, Sister Kay, and Darren, uh, Eva Dodd, Sister Rose Todd and her family, Sister Gail, a great nephew, and Dr. Bill Curry, uh, Debbie Scott, Audrey Bedford, Sister Lisa Buckner, Brother Daniel, Sister Diane, uh, Lonnie London, uh, Sister Dean, the McClaskey family, uh, my mom Janice, uh, all my stuff is good, uh, Brother Recruit, Lucas, and then little Leo, and he is doing good. Remember also Tucker, Jody, uh, in your... In Jody in your prayers, uh, lift them up tonight as they've been sick. Uh, with that, we'll go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get into our lesson or message, however uh, you look at them. Uh, Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, and we love you. We praise you, and we give you glory and praise for all things. Lord, knowing tonight that you do all things, uh, Father, for our good and our benefit, Lord, if we just follow you and trust in you, Lord, it'll work out right. We ask you, Lord, meet the needs, dear God, tonight that we brought before you, Lord, that they would be uh, done as you desire to do, Lord, and we would accept that. Father, we're praising you, Lord, for how that you've reached out and touched so many times and so many lives already. Knowing you can continue to do that, Father, we just put our full faith and trust in you to do so. Lord, asking you tonight, help us through thy word. Dear God, we pray, Father, for those that are lost, for those that are backslidden, and we just ask you, dear God, draw us close to thee, close one to another. And we'll praise you, Father. We'll thank you, Father, in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen. Uh, if you got your Bibles tonight, we're going to start in the book of Nehemiah, the 10th chapter, or the 8th chapter, I'm sorry, Nehemiah uh, chapter 8. And 
thinking about this today, uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, we started off a study on the word full. And uh, just, just thinking about that, I thought, Lord, uh, this, uh, I'll be honest with you, this is just really not that appealing to me, not that we don't need to study it and, and think about it, but I thought, help me with something tonight that might be a little more uh, joyful or encouraging uh, instead of this. And, and so we were looking at some uh, previous uh, stuff that we had been studying and uh, this uh, particular verse come through there uh, and, it's, and it starts with the, the reason I wrote it down and, and started studying it is it, uh, it has rejoice in the Lord. And I'll tell you the truth, I preach a lot about how the day is and the way people are living and, and things of that nature and teach a lot about how that people don't want to heed to God and, and stuff. And it's true, and we need to warn, and we need to encourage, we need to tell the truth about these things because if we don't follow the Lord, we're going to end up in a devil's hell. Uh, and we'll go through life miserable. And some people think that uh, they're enjoying life right now. And, and stuff but the truth of the matter is this is the temporary stage the eternal stage is coming and the misery that we'll have if we don't make heaven our home will be eternal and will be long suffering uh, and when I say long suffering not in long uh, waiting for a turn but long in the suffering we'll be suffering for eternity uh, but if we'll put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ and make Him our hope and have Him as our salvation, uh, we'll, we'll have rejoicing. This, this life, there may be some sorrow, but there's a lot of joy in this life if we go through it with the Lord. And so I uh, just want to look at that. And this is kind of how this starts off, and it puts it into context in that regard. In verse 1 of chapter 8 of the book of Nehemiah, it says, And all the people gathered themselves together as one in the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. Now understand this. They had unified in the desire for the word of God to be brought and read to them. I, I made a post today. Uh, that we as a nation need to turn back to God and return to God uh, before God returns for us. And so, you know, uh, we need to turn to the Lord there. And it's an amazing thing to think about how that the children of Israel uh, gathered themselves together, the Bible says, as one man. They were in agreement for this. It said, And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday before the man, before the men and the women and those that could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. Now, now think about something right here again. Uh, it's said there, uh, that he read to the congregation and all that could understand uh, and, and they could hear with understanding. Uh, and look at the third verse and read there before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday. 
Uh, this was no short reading. This was a, a, a time-consuming reading that he read there. And it said, Before the men and women, those that could understand, and, and the ears of the people were attentive unto the book of the law. Uh, we've got so many distractions today going on inside the church a lot of times that people don't know uh, where you're reading at from the Bible or even if you are reading from the Bible. Uh, they're not attentive unto the scriptures or to the preaching a lot of times. They're not attentive unto the songs that are being sung. And therefore, because of that, they're going to miss what God has to say and how that God chooses to minister uh, to them because they're distracted by the world and the things that are on the outside of the world. And it's no wonder people will go into the house of God and leave uh, uh, no better off. And I, and I say that, uh, they don't leave uh, the same as they came in because they leave in a worse condition if they do that because they've missed another opportunity uh, for God to use their uh, to speak to them through the Word, to use them, to change their lives, to transform them, to make them strong, to encourage them, uh, even, you know, uh, to make them, uh, uh, to chastise them so that they can get corrected uh, and get right with the Lord. And, and I'm just being honest with you. I know how easy that is. Uh, but, you know, they get to that spot and that place and they do that because they're distracted by the world. And the devil likes a distraction in the church. And, and he doesn't, uh, I mean, just tell you, uh, he loves it. He helps them bring it in there. Uh, he don't let people forget it. Uh, and so, you know, uh, here's the deal. These folks were attentive uh, to the Word. They were attentive to the reading of the Word. And this, again, like I said, this was a time-consuming time. Uh, it went from the morning till uh, the midday. And it said, Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. Uh, and that was for the purpose of him to stand on and read. And beside him stood... Uh, Matthias, and I, I, I may not get these all right, Shema, and Anah, and Uriah, and Hezekiah, and uh, Messiah, and on his right hand and on the left, uh, Pardia, or Padia, uh, Mishael, and Malachan, and Hasma, and Hasbenaz, Zechariah, and Methusalem, or Meslam. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Again, I, I encourage folks for the standing of the reading of the Word. And sometimes I'll say, we'll pray, and then we'll get right into the message instead of reading because uh, I know that when I get started, uh, I'm not going to find a pausing point, so to say, right away. But for this aspect here, even in this, when the Word began to be read, they didn't stand or sit for a short time. Instead, they stood for a long time. And they stood because they regarded the Word of God. You hear the pastor would say, the preacher say, if you would, stand in the reverence of the reading of the Word of God. And the people stood. Well, these folks, when Ezra began to read the book, so when Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, he was in preparation uh, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. This this is what I call the hunger. You know the Bible tells us in Matthew, they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be full, or filled. And, and this is these people were in this state of condition. They were in this. They were in the absence. They needed a filling. Uh, there was a void that needed to be taken care of. 
And, and I'll be honest with you, church, we sometimes think we're full and there's no voids, but that's because we're full of the world and empty of God and we don't realize the difference between the two. I, I can just honestly tell you, uh, if you desire to have a relationship with God, you're going to notice the difference between the two. You're going to understand which one is lacking. And, and I'll just be honest with you, we're lacking God uh, because we got so much of the world uh, in our lives a lot of times. But anyways, going on, it says, And as we have blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen. With lifting up of their hands, they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And just think about this. Uh, there is nothing wrong with worshiping in the presence of God, in the reading, the preaching of the Word of God. There's nothing wrong with with giving God the glory for what's being done there. And, and, and I just I love that verse there. All the people. It wasn't just a few. That they, they were there. They were in unison. They were of one mind, one accord. They were of one man. The Bible says as one man, and they worshiped God. And I'm telling you, we need to be worshiping God in the house of God. He said, so they read the book in the law. So they read in the book of the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, which is the Tereshitha, and Ezra, the priest of the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, this day is holy unto the Lord your God, mourn not nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Can, can you imagine this weeping? And, and no doubt weeping because they understood uh, the errors of their lives, understood the vitalness of God, understood the importance of having a right relationship with the Lord. They understood the blessings that God would give them for following Him. And, and just go on down the list there. They understood who they were. They understood where they were. And they understood what they needed to do. And they understood who God was and what God would do and what God was doing. And, and they just they glorified God. And they wept in there uh, because of these things. But then they were encouraged, don't weep. Instead, rejoice. He said, going on, he said, then in verse 10, then he said unto them, go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared for this day is holy under our Lord. Neither be, be sorry. Now look at this. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, and I'm just telling you, church, we, we, say, we say that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And we sing, there's a song, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Well, look at what he was saying there. When they understood and they had understood the presence and the power and the meaning of the Word of God, they understood the application and what it needed to be to their lives. They, they understood who they were, who God was. Then they began to mourn. But because of their mourning, meaning they understood, here's, here's, the, here's the prophet reading. He says, don't, don't weep, don't mourn. Look at that. There, this day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. And, and they, they understood 
that they couldn't do this without God's help. And by the way, that's why we have Jesus Christ because we can't keep the law and we understand that, that without Him it's impossible. Therefore, our rejoicing is in the Lord because He gave us Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so He told them, He said uh, to them, Go your way, eat the fat. In other words, take good portions, drink the sweet. Uh, send portions to them for whom nothing is prepared. Just go ahead and share what you've got with others around who wasn't ready for what's going on. Can I, can I tell you something? It's kind of like revival breaking out. And, and a lot of times revival breaks out and people aren't prepared for that. And a lot of times it's kind of like our services to start. And if they go a little long, people aren't prepared for that. Uh, but we, we need to be prepared and we need to be patient and we need to be willing to share and understand some things there. And so they went. He said, neither uh, be sorry for the joy of the Lord is your strength. What's going to change your life and my life? The joy of the Lord. What's going to get us from day to day? The joy of the Lord. What's going to get us through tough situations? The joy of the Lord. What's going to take us from a, a bad circumstance to the right attitude of the circumstance, knowing that God's going to do it? The joy of the Lord. And remember this, the Bible says, all things work together for good to them who love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. In other words, for the child of God who puts their faith and their trust in God, all things work together for that child because of their faith and their trust in God. And we need to do that. If you go over into the book of Psalms, and these are some verses here. Uh, matter of fact, I will say this, Rejoice in the Lord is found nine times in your King James Bible. Nine different times. Nine is what? The fruit of the Spirit. Which means what? That if the fruit of the Spirit is working in our lives, the glory of God is in, in our lives, the, this, our salvation in Jesus Christ, if everything's, if the, if the presence of the Word of God is there, then we have the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit causes us to rejoice and also causes us to be fruitful uh, in, in, our, in our labors there. So Psalms chapter 33, verse 1, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with the harp. Sing unto Him with the psaltery and instruments of ten strings. Sing unto Him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. For the word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done in truth. Uh, there, there's just absolutely nothing you can say that would change that. So rejoice in the Lord. Then you go over to this book of Psalms, the 97th chapter there. Again, reading here. in uh, It's actually further down there in verse 12. Uh, it says, Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous. Give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. He is capable, able of doing all things. In Him is where we abide. So His, it's the righteousness of Christ, not my righteousness or your righteousness. But God is holy, which means God is truthful and honest and just. And, and, and God is, uh, and, I, and I say this all the time, you know, He operates within the confines of the Word that He's given us. If we do His will, his will will be accomplished in our lives. If you think about it this way, in the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter, the Lord's Prayer, they call it, uh, the model prayer. Uh, he said, Jesus prays, says, um, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In other words, in your life and in my life as it is in heaven, which if we're doing that, then 
that that's where God is accomplishing the task of things that need to be done uh, for you and I. And then if you go over to the book of Isaiah in the 41st chapter, Isaiah chapter 41, we'll start at verse 10. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Now I want you to think about the children of Israel and God's talking to them. It's the same for you and I today. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I, have, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Just remember what we read a minute ago. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, behold, all that they, uh, me, behold, all they that are incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Can I just tell you, the enemy is not going to overcome us if we put our faith and trust in the Lord and follow Him. And at the end of this life, we will make it through. The Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to stand for God. They had to go to the fiery furnace. They had to go in the fiery furnace. And they had to come out of the fiery furnace. Why? Because God got them through. He was the way of their escape. Just like 1 Corinthians 10, 13 tells us, I believe it is. He was the way of escape. They made it through the temptation. They made it through the trial. And the trial in their faith was more precious than gold. Look at the outcome of their stand for God. And so going on there, he said, Behold, uh, excuse me, verse 12, Thou shalt seek them, and thou shalt not find them, even them that contend with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing and as things of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. I'm going to tell you something. You can't, you can't get better better encouraging words than that than for God to say that I'm with you and I'm going to hold you by the right hand. I'm going to uh, take care of things. You're not even, your enemies ain't going to be as not, they're going to be as nothing. They ain't going to be found. Now fear not thou worm of Jacob and you men of Israel. I will help thee saith the Lord and thy, thy Redeemer the Holy One of Israel. Behold I will make thee a new sharp threshing instrument having teeth Thou shalt thresh in the mountain and beat them small, and thou shalt make the hills as chaff. Thou shalt fan them, and the wind shall carry them away, and the whirlwind shall scatter them, and thou shalt rejoice in the Lord, and thou shalt glory in the Holy One of Israel. Remember, we love the verse of Scripture, if God be for us, who can be against us? And that's exactly uh, where that right there, I would say, uh, is exemplified there. Uh, Romans 8, 28, I believe it is. Uh, but that right there just tells you uh, what God's going to do and how God's going to sustain and God's going to help. Uh, then if you jump over uh, to the book, Isaiah chapter 61, uh, I want you to think about this. Uh, this starts, we're, we're just reading one, one verse out of this one, verse 10 here too again. Uh, but but this Jesus tells us over in the New Testament this day, and, and I'll read a couple of verses here because of this. But he, he told him in the New Testament this day, 
this, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. That the Spirit of the Lord is God is upon me because He hath anointed me, in verse 1, to preach good tidings to the meek. Uh, he hath sent me to bind up the broken heart and proclaim liberty to the captive and open the prison doors of them uh, that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And, and he read that and he stopped and he didn't finish. Why? Because judgment has not come. But look at what he says here. Going down through there. Here again, this is talking about Jesus. And he says in verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garment of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornament, and the bride adorneth herself with joys. Uh, you and I are being prepared in uh, our rejoicing in the Lord is our strength. Remember, our rejoicing in the Lord is our reminding. And we're being prepared as the bride of Christ. We're being prepared for the coming day of not judgment for you and I, uh, but rather for sal the, the, the eternal salvation, for the rapturing, for the caught up. We're, we're, we're being prepared for the, for the marriage supper of the Lamb. Uh, you and I who put our faith and our trust in God, uh, we will give an account, but remember our account is different because we have the blood of Christ applied and therefore we will not be judged in sin uh, because of, of rejection, but we will be judged in His blood, in His righteousness because of acceptance. We are justified, we are sanctified, we are purified, we are washed and made whole by the blood of the Lamb. And we hold our testimony in Jesus Christ. Uh, if you go over there uh, a little further on, you'll find in uh, Joel it says, Be glad, you children of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For He hath given you the former rain moderately, and He will cause it to come down for, for you to rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. God has promised uh, in that they, their service to Him that these uh, blessings will come. Then jump over our next place there uh, is in Zachar Zach Habakkuk. There we go. I'm jumping too far. Uh, Habakkuk chapter 3 uh, there. It, it starts there in verse, or I say just in verse 18, start reading. There's only two verses there. He says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet like hind's feet. He will make me to walk upon my high places to chief to the chief singers on my stringed instruments. He, he's just, God is going to be uh, exalted and greatly exalted, and we ought to rejoice in that. Remember, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, uh, in the God of my salvation. Think about what God's going to do for those who do not turn to Him, but yet God, what God will do for those who do turn to Him. Uh, in the end, of, He said again, Here the Lord is my strength. And we get that. The joy of the Lord is our strength uh, there. Uh, and then go down there, and I didn't uh, mark it out there, but Zechariah uh, has this in, in chapter 10. Uh, Zechariah says, and, and, and they of Ephraim shall be like the mighty men. Their hearts shall rejoice as, as through wine. Yea, their children shall see it and be glad. Their hearts shall rejoice uh, in the Lord. And there is going to be such rejoicing 
uh, in God and in God's people. Why? Because of the redemption of God and the strength of God. Uh, and then the last places I've got tonight, I think I'm running pretty close to my time, is over in Philippians. And this is the last two places that you find uh, these four words, rejoice in the Lord. Uh, Philippians chapter 3 says this, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write and write the same thing unto you. Me indeed is not grievous, but for you uh, it is safe. And Paul begins to give them warnings so that they have understandings. And he was saying that, the, that to write unto them, to deliver unto them the message of God uh, was, was, was wonderful. He rejoiced in the Lord to be able to do it. And I would say this, that every man of God whom God has called to preach the gospel ought to rejoice in the Lord that God chose them to do it. And I can tell you tonight, uh, Brother Mike says it all the time, uh, we're not worthy. Uh, we're, we're no good. And except for the blood of Jesus Christ, we would be without hope. And it would be vain. But because of His blood, uh, He makes all the difference there. But then the last place we find is in Philippians chapter 4. And we all know this one. Uh, very, uh, very much. But but let's start in verse one real quick. Therefore, in Philippians four, verse verse one. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and long for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Gideus and beseech Cynthia uh, that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellows, help those women which labor with me in the gospel with Clement also and with other of my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Uh, let's stand together and let's rejoice together. Uh, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. There's a repetition in a, in a, in a double witness found there. Uh, but can you just understand what Paul is saying? We need to rejoice in the Lord. We need to encourage one another. We need to strengthen one another. And I'm going to tell you, we need to do it by rejoicing uh, in the Lord. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Uh, and so we know that God is coming. The Lord is coming back. Uh, the time of His return can be at any moment. Uh, and we can do these things. We should do these things. We must do these things. I mean, after all, we jump down to verse 13 because this is one of the verses people love. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Just think about what that means tonight. I can rejoice in the good, in the bad. I can rejoice and let others see the light of Christ in me and the love of God in me. I can rejoice when I'm chastised as well as when I'm lifted up. I can rejoice. Why? In the Lord, because rejoicing in the Lord is my strength. Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, and we love you. And we just pray, dear God, have your way in our hearts and souls and help us, Father, uh, to get from where we are to where we need to be by trusting you, following you, reading your word, seeking you, dear God, in all things and aspects of our lives. And for that, we ask you and praise you tonight, Father, in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen. We pray God bless and keep you safe, and we sure hope to see you at the next appointed time, Lord willing.